Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Today, we continue our comic book movie journey through film, and I am so very excited as on the docket today, we begin the MCU with Iron Man. It was released on May 2nd, 2008. It was uh, written for the screen by Mark Fergus uh, and Hawk Otsby and Art Markham and Matt Holloway. It's a lot, a lot of people work on that screenplay. Directed by John Favreau. I am Colton Robertson. I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And on the screen below me that I can see and you cannot, back for the first time in six fucking months, we got KBZ, Kyler Barnett. What's up, homie? Not much, man. Good to be back. Been a long time since I got back on, got to nerd out with the boys, so you know I'm ready. Oh, I'm fucking ready, man. And it's, it's so nice to have you back for Iron Man. This is not the first podcast that me and you have done on Iron Man. Uh, that's, a, that's a fun fact. Um, that, I think that, that was my debut. That, that, I, think I think that might have been, been my debut. Well. Wow. Okay. Um, long, long ago before I was, uh, I, I at one point in the run of this podcast, I was nervous to kind of stake claim and make it mine, you know, because me and Tavares started it together and we did everything together for several weeks. So I started mm-hmm. a different thing for a second that has like eight episodes. I think it's all still available. It's called Coro's Companion Podcast. And me and Kyler yeah. sat down and talked all three of the first Iron Man movies. Iron Dude, Man 1, that 2, was 3, a, that was in a single day. Yeah, um, on site, damn. too. Live, yeah. live location. It was right Crazy. here, like right where I'm sitting. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, since then, I've, uh, I've, I was like, this is too much work. I'm just going to put all of it on the Penny Bloom podcast. Yeah, uh, man, dude, I'll tell you what, I've seen the evolution of the channel in like a, lot, a big yeah, way. Like, and I just mean, and took like all, all, all spanning. I mean, like even just the way it's done now, like I've seen it evolve multiple times mm-hmm. in that regard too. So it's crazy to think like I, we literally just sat in your, your your room in the basement and just grinded it out three movies three straight that's, episodes that's crazy it was, three? yeah we we went at it that was a uh, goddamn Man. that was at the beginning of 2020 yeah, uh crazy yeah we recorded i think it was january 2020 and uh i was building up a backlog to eventually release but that was a uh, a long time ago but yeah we're back back like we never left kyler's actually been on enough episodes hosted enough episodes i think the third most besides me and you of this podcast where he doesn't get the feature credit in the title of the episode he's just a host on the podcast you know i've kind of i've kind of arbitrarily decided that if you've hosted like 10 to 15 episodes or a series of any kind then you get co-host and you're elevated beyond guest kyler is far beyond guest at this point yes yes Yes, I indeed. Like it. I uh, like it. But KBZ, since you are 
This is your first time in the comic book movie project with us so far, I think. Yeah, yeah. How you feeling about Iron Man fresh off a rewatch? Man, I, I told you guys this last night in the group chat when I started it. I was like, gosh, I, I don't think I've watched start to finish like in like really like thought about it while watching it. You know, maybe I had it on in the background, you know, it was on TV or something halfway. But mm-hmm. like since Endgame, I don't know if I've really truly sat down and like really given this a hard watch. And man, I I, I mentioned this about a, a one of the performances in this movie, but like it's amazing the difference of like what a 2008 comic book movie feels and looks like in versus you know what we ended up getting to down the road with even that same same character, which is crazy mm-hmm. to think about. You know, it all started here, kind of. I guess Hulk, you know, great, great a lot. yeah, but um. Gosh, it, I I loved it. I, I'm I, I'm a big Iron Man fan. I mean, it's on the water bottle right here. Oh, there you go. Uh, nice. The Tony Stark industry shoes in the background. So Jeez. I might be a little bit more of a homer in this regard, but I, I do love this movie, and it's hard not to have a soft spot for this movie being the kind of the origin of of what came to be. Um, and and so Robert Downey Jr. just just he's good, you know. Yeah. The, the person himself, just, you know, what this movie ended up meaning to him career-wise, just, that's like, true. that's something that watching it now just hits so much differently and stuff. So, just, mm. you know, a lot of – it's impossible not to have a good time and, and, and enjoy this movie, I guess is kind of what I'm saying. There's just too many feel-good aspects about it. Tony! <laughs> Tony! That, that, that might – that there's definitely some camp, uh like, the, per the 2008 oh, – yeah time so oh, that's also great there's a lot about this movie that i've i kind of forgot but since we've been doing this project and kind of going in chronological order of comic book movies period mm-hmm. this actually has a lot more in common with what came before it than Dude, i thought yes that's um, exactly the reaction i was does. thinking yeah yeah man like it is a very 2000s ass movie at points man mm-hmm. Uh, but Joe, how how you feeling about yeah. Iron Man fresh off of this rewatch? Man, I don't know why. Like, it, I guess it just has been a while since I've watched it. But I don't know. I, it, I've definitely watched it since Endgame. Um, but I'd say probably a couple months to maybe half a year uh, since it's been the last time I watched it. And for some reason, I was like, I knew it was always high up in my comic book movies, and I've I've always loved Iron Man. I, I rewatched the shit out of out of this one all the time. Um, like before Endgame, I just I would watch this movie so much, and and then I watched like I had this thing in my head where I'm like I don't I don't know why but I feel like I hold this movie up too high like I I, I talk about this movie too highly, but then I watched it and I'm like I don't really think so. I, I don't think that I think I I think the movie's just actually kind of there yeah um, like it is it's as an origin movie in the MC like I'm trying to think of the other origin MCU movies. Black Panther's pretty freaking strong, so that's hard. Guardians is also like, you know, you get a lot of origins in there, so like I think it's more hard, I think but... it's easier to compare to more the origins from that time frame that that yeah. came out in, around that time. You know, or, you look at what some of the other yeah, movies were. Cap. That one definitely carries a lot more of the load of kind of I think anyway. Um I mean Captain America, like I, I, I do like that one. I've I probably rewatched that one more recently than I had Iron Man. Um but 
I don't know. That one just feels so different because of the time era and, and stuff like yeah. aspects of it and tonally so different from a lot of the other ones. But dude, I think Iron Man, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with holding this high. There's just too many endearing and redeeming qualities about like, like I said, just what this movie ended up meaning. It's impossible for me to rewatch it and not have a little bit of a, uh, you know, heart on for it i guess yeah yeah a little smile on your face i get it i get it now i'm i'm left in a place that's uh i was going into it curious how i would feel it's been a long time since i've watched this movie probably probably a few years um i think i've watched it since endgame to speak to what you guys were talking about but i don't know when that was probably in 2020 um but so i was curious i've become a lot more familiar with robert downey jr's work beyond iron man um, John Favreau has obviously gone on to do all sorts of stuff with the Mandalorian and such, uh, all sorts of Star Wars. So I was, I was just very curious to see how this is aged now that I'm familiar with a lot of the people's involved work on a greater, greater scale. And, um, it didn't disappoint. It, I didn't feel much different about it than I already did. You know, this is not one that I actually... Compared to you guys, I glommed on to Captain America when I was younger. Actually, more specifically, Thor. Thor was my fucking guy. Um, that was the one that I... Think I everyone I, thinks Thor's just cool as fuck. Thor's the god, man. Like, I fucking come love on. Thor. Um, but no, coming from a place now where I can, you know, I'm mm. not I'm not either or. Uh, it's got to be one of... I, I can like you all these motherfuckers. Cap. You were a I, Team Cap kind of guy back then? Or still are? I mean, like, if we're talking Civil War, absolutely. Yeah. Um... I just like at the time I was yeah true fair enough we will get there eventually but no I uh, I enjoyed this uh, I enjoyed this movie a great deal Uh, I thought Robert Downey Jr. It's fascinating to see you know like uh, Oppenheimer came out a few months ago and he was fantastic in that Uh, I watched Zodiac recently which was 2007 Mm. only a year prior to Iron Man and he was fantastic in that and that one sadly enough felt a little bit more real. you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, is he like, it's an alcoholic that's yeah, really, I thought he had really, really runs his career him. into the yeah. ground. Yeah. Like, Oh, wonder why David Fincher picked Oof. him for that. Um, oh. but Hey, a year later, he's an iron man and he is fucking killing it, dude. He is so goddamn good in this movie. Um, like it, people aren't lying when they say the MCU wouldn't have become what it did if Robert Downey Jr. Wasn't connected to the first iron man. You know, if this wasn't this wasn't him, I don't think there's any shot. This... Well, and I think it was able. I mean, you look at the state of Marvel at that time. If you know any, you know, if people know anything about it, they know you know the state of struggle and the kind of very big deal that gambling on this movie. It was a gamble, and especially with this lead actor. But it was the cheap, cheaper way out, and they had to go that route in any corner they could. And I think luckily the chemistry between Downey Jr. and Favreau ended up working fantastically. I think that it paid for the, you know, the the prices they got paid versus the work they were doing, you know. Um, But also in comparison to that, I think it gave the movie a lot of free press. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. was a redemption story. That's the movie, like, kind of. I know Zodiac had came out and stuff, and he had gotten some praise for that. But, like, this was the first, like, I mean, he is, like, the headliner. Like, it's this movie rests on your shoulders, you know? You know, what kind of weight do you pull still? And what kind of performance can you bring in? Um, And so, to me, I think that that 
gave it a lot of attention in and of itself and so a lot of pressure too and so the fact that it was able to answer the bell and spawn this i mean mega juggernaut franchise type thing that it became and become a beloved actor and character to millions is ridiculous oh man i uh no, I, I I had a great time watching this movie. I thought that John Favreau's direction was actually uh was pretty it was pretty fucking good. You know, I enjoy I enjoyed his uh his work behind the camera. I thought he got a lot out of his actors. Cause this is an eclectic group. Um Robert Downey Jr., Jeff Bridges, Terrence Howard, <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow. It is kind um, of a weird mix. It is a yeah. weird mix. And uh, uh and it works, you know. I think that I'm I'm incredibly thankful we got something beyond Terrence Howard later on with Don Cheadle. Not that I don't think Terrence Howard is untalented. I just think that Don Cheadle is one of the better actors living currently and one of the best actors in the MCU. So like uh I'm thankful weird... for that switch. I don't think I'd feel the same way about Terrence Howard as War Machine uh, next time. Yeah. Maybe. It was so funny, like, when I brought up last night, like I said, it was so funny to think about, like, God, imagine him acting in Endgame. Like, that was something that was real that happened. There's almost certainly no way that he would have, when when Cheadle and when War Machine gets hurt in Civil War, they definitely would have just killed him off if it was Terrence Ferguson. Can we agree on that? Terrence Howard, yeah. Or Terrence Howard. I don't know why I always say Ferguson. That's an NBA player. Yeah, Yeah, he plays for Thunder, right? I, yeah, I almost yeah. think there's certainly no way that War Machine makes it through that movie if that's the you case. Know, if Terrence it, Howard yeah. knew how to like he, I Tony. don't see Don Cheadle on like Tony's Playboy jet whenever there's like a stripper pole and like they're getting drunk and like they're you know they're having like that great time you know like whenever all the girls <laughs> or flight attendants are all out there I don't see I don't see Don Cheadle doing that you know but like right. Terrence I, Howard I he had he, Terrence Howard had his cool. at his time yeah. yeah. Don Cheadle's the the more by the book war machine, but right. Terrence you, Howard's the more like you, you'll let some stuff slide, you know. Time out. Are we call, are we saying Uncle Don don't know how to get down? I'm confused. I feel he knows like how to get down. Yes, he does. I, I mean, I, I, it's weird because like the, that moment the, would just be played differently. Is all if it the would. sacrifice is that fine? Because I can't imagine an end game. Terrence Howard sitting there talking about yeah, no, what if we just no, it doesn't you know, work. snuck up it on like work. baby Thanos and yeah, you know it doesn't work. It, You're right. It doesn't. It, it has to be so different. But well, there's it, not to mention that he wasn't forced out. He just asked asked for a ridiculous amount of money for the second oh, one. Really? He yeah, thought he was like, that big. He thought like, he thought he had the ch- he wanted more. I'm pretty sure he asked for more than RDJ. Pretty sure that was the thing. Don't. Is that he was like, I deserve this much. And they were he, like, please leave. He um, got humbled very quickly. Yeah, and the, they were like, we will find Don Cheadle and we'll have a job for 15 years, okay? Like, it's uh, crazy. Secret Invasion has like ruined the image of Rhodey, like recently. Like, mm. it was bad. Like, it was, it was scroll Rhodey. So, like, it wasn't really him. But apparently it's been him for a while. And we don't know really when. We don't really know when at all. Sorry if I spoiled that. This is Scroll Roadie. Um, but that show fucking no. sucks. <laughs> so, like, I don't even really care about spoiling that show. Um, but, like, yeah, it, it's really weird. Like, Roadie's in this really weird spot. But, um. Tony! Yeah, I, you're right. Terrence Howard just wasn't. And without this incident, well, and that's, we that's what I get... was trying to say about John Favreau. I was trying to give him props. 
I don't think Terrence Howard is bad in this. I'm glad we got Don Cheadle. Uh, I don't think, like, obviously I think Don Cheadle in this role is probably better. But I mean, like, uh, mm -hmm. I, I think Terrence Howard does more than enough to kind of have his scenes opposite RDJ and kind of, you know, he carries his weight. He does a pretty yeah, good job. Yeah, I don't maybe. think he, uh, like, next time, baby. Yeah. A little next time. <laughs> that was good. The, uh, like this, when he's on the phone with him. Mm. I think Terrence yeah. Howard really rocks that scene a little bit. You know, I think he does a good job mm -hmm. in that one. Like, uh, I mean, Terry, right, good, I, my, my favorite performance of the movie is quite obviously come. RDJ. Uh, yeah, that dude does I mean, incredible. Um, I don't think you know, the really runner up. What are we talking right? about? This is a Jeff Bridges exclusive. Get out of here. <laughs> is, is that Go your performance? Uh, no, I don't. That line I, delivery alone, he is the performance of the movie. Uh, no, no, I think it's RDJ. Like, I mean, come on. I don't know. One of my like, favorite images that I'd completely forgotten is him pulling up on that Segway with a cigar in his mouth. He pulls <laughs> up to Rhodey. He just, like, zooms yes. up on it, and he steps off and hands him the Segway, and it's like, this fucking douchebag. Like, I don't know why it's so funny that Jeff Bridges he is a smoking a cigar is just getting around table, on a Segway. double-dealing weapons dealer, evil motherfucker kind of guy in this mm -hmm. movie. And that kind of guy rides that version of a Segway. I don't, like, yeah. he just rides a Segway. Like, that's just, that's in character. It's uh, just expressing the duality of man. It's simple. Yeah, okay? there you go. Sometimes, sometimes a dude who's dealing arms under the table has to have a little whimsy. You know, he, uh, he's Nothing makes him feel more free from all of the crime and corruption that he's involved in than being on that Segway, wind blowing through, or, well, I guess not through his hair, his nope, beard. His beard. His beard, though. He could beard, probably feel yes. his beard. Uh, pretty, That's just pretty... like your opinion, man. <laughs> uh, no, nah, man. I, lo I love Jeff Bridges in this movie, though. He, uh, he is very, very good in it. And, uh, yeah, I, I, that character, it, I think this is a brilliant way to kind of jumpstart a franchise. You know, I think that they use the, the classic, you know, mirror villain mm. thing, mm -hmm. uh, to one of the best examples of it ever you know i think it's kind of something yeah, they fall back well on. and i think especially like you look at what they did story-wise with it like in just the story alone like tony stark and iron man like he's leaving that world behind he doesn't want to be involved in that life anymore and now that's what he's fighting against as the as obadiah stain is leaning further into that more crooked right. and evil side you know it's like it's yeah they they had they had to put out the blueprint, the the, the simple yeah. one for this movie. And you know what? Luckily, like everyone performed fantastically to make oh, it. Oh, absolutely! I think they pulled it off. They pulled it off <laughs> extremely well. Um, when it came to the movies that came before it, like as far as Marvel is concerned, mm. uh, it's fascinating to think about how Marvel was in a state of disrepair at this time. As if you look at the numbers since 1999, as far as our project are concerned, I think we've done, I can't remember how many movies, but like 75% of them are Marvel. Um, yeah, you've got Fantastic Fours, and you got Spider-Man Trilogy, and you got uh, Blades, and you've got uh, X-Men, and you've got all this Daredevil. stuff in the last few years, and there's never been like they they had several hits but there was nothing that was going to stick like this because none of them were officially marvel studios or anything marvel had to do something to get themselves out of a jam you know um and iron man was what they did like i think that's a 
they they took a big swing and I think they kind of knocked it out of the park. And I think compared to those Daredevils and Blades mm. and a couple of the Spider-Men. Um, this is universal compared to those. Like this is the audience is so much more wide for this movie. Um, like Blade, I feel like a lot of people will be like, oh, vampires. No. Like there's there's a large group of people that just hear vampires and are like, okay, I'm out. Yeah. Um, and well, then – I don't know. I feel like there's just a lot of, like, Iron Man is just, I feel like it's a dad movie to all hell. Like, I feel like dads just love Iron Man. It's, like, mm. one of the only Marvel MCU movies that most dads have seen, um, <laughs> if I had to guess. Yeah. Um, it's just, I don't know, it's very universal. It's, like, it's not that out there that someone could build an exo suit. And, like, it, like the Iron Man suit isn't that far out of an idea, mm-hmm. rather than a half-breed vampire that kills other vampires or right um and like a blind X-Men, lawyer like who actual superpowers you know yeah um but i mean like you trade like you make it a little more relatable in that sense you know of where it's like you know this is an actual sort of suit that might be able to get built but then it's like at the same time it's a genius billionaire playboy that's like the most and that's the other reason that people love this movie is because it came at a point where everybody wanted to be a genius billionaire playboy tech guy. You know, that was yeah. this is this gave a bunch of people a hero worship they actually wanted to, you know, fuck mm-hmm. with. You know, Batman's too dark yeah. and brooding. He's 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 not fun, you know. He's he's people want to be Batman, but they don't want to be Batman, you know what I'm saying? Like Iron Man, they're like, "Oh, I would love to be that guy." How about mm-hmm. how about I'm Iron Man, you know? Like that's a Yeah. It gives someone it gave the audience someone night. to kind of glom onto and be like, "Hmm, I could. Be, I want to be that guy. This could be yeah. fun. Yeah, it'd be fun. To it be would Batman not be fun to be Batman for a night. For a it night, would not. for one it would night, be torture. For one all night, if you just slip in, it's miserable. I mean, I'm, okay, that's the thing. I am far too short. His villains are the Batman. most fucking th- no, th- dude. No, 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 no. Just one night, you go in Gotham and just fight, just crime. You know, I'm just just like in you know, like in Arkham, the games. You're just flying around. You're just beating just up crime. No, no, like big villains. Dude, because, like, dealing with Joker sounds like hell. I'm too fucking anxious and worked up easily that that shit would... That'd be mental peril. Joker's having a good time for a night. Like, I'm just taking... I'm, like, basically taking the Batmobile for a spin. Um, I might jump off of a building with that cape and see how far I can fly, you know? That's fair. Um, That's a good... I would have to do all I'm definitely, like, throwing the battering... But, oh, that's okay. what I'm saying. It would be fun to be Batman for a night so that you can go back and you don't have to I live guess. that lifestyle. I, I'm just saying, the minute Joker shows up, I'm out. I'm tapping out. Yeah, not... exactly. But, like, I could be Iron Man for life. Like, I could I could take all the downsides of his life and well, be okay news with Newsflash, buddy, you can't do it for life, but you can do it for a little while. <laughs> he, he lives a good life. He's, you know, he has... A wife and a, and speaking, a child. He solves the of theory which, of time travel, and then he goes in, in an utter sacrifice for the universe, for, the universe, for half yeah. of the universe. I would go that. I, I, you know what? I think I could go that way if it was to save half of the universe. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Um, myself. Speaking of which, it's crazy. Like talking about his life, it's crazy that these actors, like the same way that Terrence Howard you know, bowed out after the first movie and it would have been crazy to see him in Endgame wouldn't have seemed like that's just, that doesn't even seem right now. Secret Wars, like, baby. It, 
it it's it's ridiculous to think that like the way these characters were performed and and are in this movie versus are so many years down the road it's such a credit to the actors and directors so many different directors worked with these characters and you know were responsible for this overarching story arc over so many years it's amazing that you know it honestly like that's why I I can't even really be mad if the stuff like it's been taking a little bit of a turn as of late. It seems like you know minus a couple things here and there, and hopefully it kicks up. I have faith, but you know yeah. if it doesn't, I'm not holding any ill feelings because the fact that you were able to over like 27 movies or whatever it ended up being, you know, carry out these arcs in a manner that's pretty largely, in fact, gripeless, you know, is is unreal. Yeah, I, I think that they do a they, overall, all in all, they do a good job with RDJ and his evolution, and I think that's in large credit to RDJ himself. You know, like the way that he plays, he he plays the guy. You know, um, mm-hmm. I think it's funny the kind of things that you have to do with superhero movies if you don't know how many there are going to be. You know, like when it came to like. The dark, like the Dark Knight trilogy, they were like very, very confident there was going to be a next one in like every mm-hmm. single movie. You know what I'm saying? Like they were like, "Yep, Joker at the end of the Batman Begins." They're like, "He's coming at the end of at the end of the Dark Knight." Batman's on the run. What, what happens next? You know, like they they just keep mm-hmm. doing that sort of thing. When it comes to Iron Man, uh, and you could tell this is kind of a kickstart, but it could it could have been it. You know, it could have just been like, "Yeah, I am Iron Man." And and like uh, you'd have been kind of like, oh man, I would have liked a second movie, but like he's he's realized himself. He's got Pepper in his corner. He's got all this stuff. So like uh, something they do with the Iron Man trilogy, um, say for maybe Iron Man two, is they make all of them feel like they could be the last one. Um, specifically Iron Man three. I think they thought that was going to be it. Um, and then Age yeah. of Ultron, they were like, he's back on his bullshit. But uh... <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Just forget that part. No, yeah, but no, but that's the thing is that they it's it's the biz it's the business of movie making. You know, you don't know if you're going to have a next one, and I think it's fair to go ahead and wrap up a story. And that's why a giant universe like this can never be without its flaws. You know, there's always going to be examples of shit like that, and because uh, uh, who knows how many things we got teased in Phase Four that we'll never see the light of day again. You know, I'd be willing to have money we never see Harry Styles again. Yep, I've 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 been wondering about that. I haven't even seen anybody talk about it. Which usually, yeah, like I've with seen... stuff like that, usually with stuff like that, people are like, "Oh my gosh, guys!" Two years ago and seven months, we saw Harry Styles yeah. at the end of Star yeah. Fox. What's going to happen next? Like, no, no, and nobody nobody gives a fuck what happened. Fucking celestial body that was cooking inside of Earth in the ocean, hanging out. Like, and no one's talking about that either. <laughs> you know. Like, there's so. I many think things that's where that... things got a little too big for the com, like for the common fans' britches. Like they were like, "Yeah, you lost me there." <laughs> like you know, how every franchise, like if they go for, a while, has that one turning point where it's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna really care deeply about this mm. specific part of the films. Like this doesn't gravitate me as enough." And no, I think that's sure. something. No, it's uh, I think that the. They're trying to find a new direction. They're trying to find, they're throwing shit at the wall, seeing what sticks, and hopefully they decide to limit it down and go with certain stuff. Um, 
But like that's what that's what works so well about these first few movies in the MCU and specifically the Iron Man movies, you know, like it, it isn't grand in scope. This is a very, very narrow focused MCU movie where Tony faces off with the guy who betrayed him uh, for for yeah. control of his company. That's the it. entire that's the entire thing, you know, um, yep. and him just like dealing with if weapons is really like what he wants to be doing even in the first place like he's mm-hmm. kind of like he's kind of like just always done this because that's how it is and he's just having fun and he's a genius peace kid. i love peace be yeah. out of a job without peace yeah but then you know when he when he's out out in the real world and he actually sees what's what's going on he's like yo all right i can actually think for myself maybe at, at right now well and i i love that like a lot of the character evolution that takes place with tony stark over the course of many movies kind of a lot of like similar arc happens in this movie in a smaller scope like the reporter that he wasn't really given the time of day or any meaningful answers to and really just wanted you know to sleep with which you know whatever Mm -hmm. ultimately happened i'd like to show you yeah but how do you like your eggs but by the end of it she's you know, barraging him with these same questions and they start kind of pulling, showing him the pictures and he takes literal action. He, that, that, and, you know, acts on the mm-hmm. things that he didn't like that she was showing him. And it's like, he wouldn't have cared otherwise before. I mean, so I, it, you know, it, little things like that. It's, it's, you know, that's what he stood pepper up for. He, you know, he, they, they were, Gonna, they were having like a moment about to kiss, and then Pepper, you know, like, I need some air. You know, they went up, and then Pepper's like, "Go get me a drink," and then he never went back up because that reporter came up and was like, "Look at what's happening in this town," and, and he literally, cry. like, it's not like he went directly there. He went back to his house and stared at the TV while he was like screw driving his his like arm blaster. Good ass. So shot, he too. he didn't like immediately go. And, like, you know, go kill him. He, like, he was home, so he really stood Pepper up, like, yeah, for real. Like, That's funny. Yeah, I don't no. know. I guess that was the only thing on his mind, though. Fair enough. Like, he's like, damn, my weapons are still, like, going to these people that that captured me. You know, one I guess, thing I that guess is fair. interesting, someone made a point a couple weeks back um, that I saw. It was on Twitter. I wish I could give this person credit. It's something that I never really thought about as it relates to Batman Begins. And Batman Begins is three years earlier than this movie. Mm. So its handling of stuff in the Middle East can be, Mm. it's a little less timely than it would have been in Batman Begins. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Someone said that the switch to make Ra's al Ghul actually a white guy is kind of genius in 2005. Or else we would have, like, or else we'd look back on it and be like, damn, he was really, like, they were really hometowning it on this one. You know? Um Mm-hmm. This one, there's there's a little bit of a weird feeling I get. You know, I know it's the Ten Rings, and they are a terrorist organization, and they're illegally buying arms and stuff. There's there's a little bit of a weird feeling to get when you watch Iron Man just carpet bomb a town in the Middle East. You know, like it is it's a little it's a little odd at points. Um, because I mean, like, there's something. What I do love about this movie, and another thing I love about this movie that is fascinating is, I know people say this for a lot of films. This exact movie would not be made today. You know what I'm saying? It came at a time it had to come at or else it wouldn't have happened. And I love when that sort of thing happens. You know, like we are not in a place where anyone 
at the age range that this is targeted to is going to love. Wow. I love the, the playboy tech billionaire guy. You know, we, we live in a time where people like our age ish go fuck this guy. What makes him think he can do all this shit? But in 2008, it was like, Oh, this guy's kind of dope. You know, and like I think it's so fascinating to see how times evolve like yeah. that. And now we're in a place where we can look back on it and go, "Fuck yeah!" You know, I mean, like, I wanted uh, to be Tony Stark so bad, mm-hmm. like, oh my god, dude! I, I I wanted everything that Tony had. I like his lab, his like basement. Oh, if I could have one thing, I mean, maybe the suit. That'd probably be the one thing. If I could have one thing that Tony has, uh, probably the suit. Right. But like number two. Is that basement? Um, he's got that uh, super comfortable broken-in couch down there. I don't know if you caught that. This is my first time catching it on this watch. That couch is like the only thing that's like old that's down there. Like everything else is super clean, sci-fi looking, you know, like perfect. That couch is like broken the fuck in. Like I mean, it it is like leather that is broken in. And like, I think it's a that's a pretty cool detail. Just like you you could just tell like he spends his time down there. Like that's. He's in he the lab. Quite like, literally, really... he is in the yeah. lab. Bro's in the lab, and I don't know. I I love. I just. I I want that basement. I could have anything that Tony Stark has. It's a life changing friendship with Ho Yinsen. Um. Oh man, you want to go through that? You. I don't want to go through that. To? I do want to be friends with Ho Yinsen, though. You know, I want to. I want a life changing friendship with Ho Yinsen, even he if it's. What about an exo? What the the fuck? ultimate? The some. old. That is the ultimate like intervention moment of all MCU. It, it, the credits roll if Ho Yensen does not intervene. Secret if if Ho Yensen isn't pre- present, it everything ends. It's all everything. over. It credits end. It's the ten minute. He's minute coming movie. back for Secret Wars. <laughs> Ho Yensen back, and his family. Dude, who's gonna even recognize him? I Everyone. mean, his family. Hopefully, Who doesn't still know. Around, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, good to have him back, I guess, in some capacity. But it's not like Tony Tony's Stark's dead. around to see him and be like, "Oh my god!" You know, there's nothing happening. Yeah. Man, well, Avengers, hell or high water, and uh, we go to heaven and we literally see every dead person in the MCU. Yeah, they're just chilling. Uh, yeah, we just go to Avengers heaven. Uh, who's the one Avenger that most likely went to hell? Go, Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean i know he did a lot of good at the end he did a lot of good at the end maybe that is more than enough to make up for it i don't um, know half the universe versus versus what he may have killed i don't know, I don't know. several years i feel I like at some half point, the universe is pretty big though it's a lot it's a that's lot like, of that's, that's more huge. than trillions. Yeah, like it's. Yeah, dude, I think like huge. at some point you have to be in in the green enough to 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 clear the the you know. Right. I, there's there's got to be. Feel like I'm not saying hell, regular like, people Hawkeye. could Hawkeye achieve this. I'm not saying regular people can achieve this ratio or anything. Once you kill one person, that's too many. It's over. Bucky, if you're a dude. regular person, but. But if you somehow manage to save half the universe, I'm, I wouldn't say go kill people after that. But if you killed some people <laughs> before that, I think you're good. You've earned yourself some leeway. 
I that, just want know? to. Pr- I want to make it clear that that uh, like if you're you know you can't just go saving you know you don't have the opportunity to save half the universe. So don't go kill. Not anybody. with that attitude. <laughs> Not with that. We can figure it out. Yeah. We could save half the universe if we needed to. There might uh, be a day that that comes up. Oh, Hopefully the, not. The real question is, is if over time, what if you create something that maybe in your lifetime doesn't save half the universe, but after you die, what if you start in hell, but can you get promoted, you know, called up to the big league? Hey, per it se? turns out your influence was so <laughs> profound in a positive way that we can now go ahead and transport you up to the big guy. Um, go ahead, hop in the escalator and you'll, you'll get taken up the stairway to heaven. Uh, Damn. That's how, I think that's exactly how it works. Okay, um, good. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real no, scientific but, uh, research. <laughs> Deep Iron Bring Man 1 conversation. See what this movie gets you Do to Do you see about. how profound the impact of Tony Stark and, and it's, Robert it's Downey Jr.? It's I'm curious. What is, uh, what's your favorite scene in this movie, Kyler? Dude, I had a really tough time with this because there are a lot of moments that just like... When you rewatch it, it's just, it's kind of like you talked about how this, that movie can only, you know, could have only really been made back then. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the same way that some of these shots, like, those, you can only feel that way about what you're seeing, like, from something from that time or, like, from that, mm-hmm. you know, era of Marvel and stuff. And so it was really tough. Um, gosh. I mean, the suit-ups were—you'd never seen anything that looked so cool. You, you, nobody's suit-up oh, in any movie ever looked as cool. Visual effects that. are nuts. I mean, yeah. especially when you think about how botched some suit-ups had been in recent memory. Like, you're talking about the—was it the George Clooney bat nipple? Like, wasn't that within? <laughs> I mean, within like that was within like eight years of that that movie. Eleven, yeah, it was ten years. It was eleven years before. Oh, okay. Um. But, I mean, like, that one was good. But, honestly, the scene that I think really gripped me most in in the movie was probably the hammering scene in the movie. Like, that, just the sounds and and everything that's working in that moment. That just, and, and, and what ended up, like, just, if there's any one moment or shot in the movie that just just demonstrates what Iron Man and Tony Stark came to be over all of those movies. That one shot in isolation can serve it up just because the determination, like, you know, in, in, in what's happening, he's just, he's, he's doing it on the fly. He's making it with his hands, getting it, making it happen. You know what I mean? Building it in a cave. Yeah, and so for me, I think that was something that just, like, really hit home. Especially, like, I I hate to give a scene, like, any credit for something that comes after it because not many other scenes, like, necessarily have that. But, I mean, especially when the end credits of Endgame with that sound, that same sound and stuff, and, you know, Mm -hmm. the the memories that evoked for me and stuff, like, that scene just hits hard. and, And like I said... He's, he looks he looks shredded as fuck. He looks like a hero. He looks like the guy that you just as soon as you saw that you could you could have literally turned your TV on and that scene be the one thing that you that that first thing you see. And you're like, hey, that's the hero. That's the guy I'm supposed to root for. That's true. And it's like it, that that hits you. And it's like I don't know. That just, so, I, just I, I, I think the whole montage really like of the of the shit being built is really is really the is really the key for you. Uh, 
him building the mark. Yeah, I mean, is just specifically, is that the mark yeah, the zero? You know, oh, I don't know. I, I think know it's the mark zero, it. or no, I think it's the mark one. Well, I, I, I don't know. Mark one. Like I think even the just the one. five seconds where it's just him hammering in that sound right. that like yeah. is so iconic. Like that's your scene or shot? Like just that one shot, or like that's your scene? Like him doing that whole montage. Oh, I thought it was shot. I, I thought that's what I was supposed uh, to do. Oh, my bad, my bad. No, yeah. That's, uh, that's a good shot, man. That, that is. I, I actually went with uh, something that was not too far after that. Once he has gotten fully suited up and he's got the, the big bulking Mark I mm-hmm. suit, it's whenever he gets out there and he's shooting flames, right? There's like a row of flames in front of him, billowing flames behind him, and he's knelt on the ground, just flame throwing out of his it was wrist. Pretty sick. That was it. That was it for me. I was like, "Yep, that's the one." Love that shot. That was fucking gorgeous. Um, yeah, that that's that was. I have two scenes, um, and I think I'm going to go with the other one. But my honorable mention was him escaping the cave, like mm. just. Like the first, like the the soldiers run in there and they're like, you know, where is he? And then that first guy like oh, has to look up and like, and, and it's like, so and it's so through. dark. That's the yeah. cool part. They yeah, like almost like, go horrified, like Sam Raimi camp horror uh-huh. type type. That shit one guy coming up with a pistol right behind him and it just deflects and kills yeah. him. Like, oh, and the the arc hilarious. reactor just beaming up the whole room for a minute yeah. there, like lighting up the face yeah. and the guy like horrified. Yeah, and just awesome. I don't know. I, I thought I thought it was it was pretty hype, um, but that would be my my honorable mention. I what guess. What was your favorite shot though? Um, but my shot was uh, the Mark Three. I think I think this would be the Mark Three of the suit up. Uh, whenever he's getting his mask on, he's like looking real serious. It's the first time he has the painted suit, the red. Damn. Um, whenever it's like he's you know he just went through the whole suit up the super slow-mo like it looks badass like he's getting suited up and then it like the helmet comes on and he's like he's got his mean mug on and then you know dude i literally had that as like my backup for shot too that's crazy because i said i said the same exact thing you said i said like it's about to pop down in the scores building you Mm -hmm. know it's about to pop down and see it for the first time Mm -hmm. but meantime his face just looks so determined and like rugged he's He's like he's ready to go fucking Blow dude. up those weapons, yeah. dude. He was awesome. ready. I mean, I mean, awesome. you gotta, yeah. you gotta be in some kind of mood before a war mission, you know. Like mm. he took it upon himself to just go into an active military zone. I mean, I guess it was his weapons, you know. Like, if there's any other guy that I'd want doing it, it's probably Tony with an Iron Man suit, you know. Right. Like, I don't know. I think this is pretty clean and. Yeah, like, I don't know if anybody else, like, militarily would feel the same, but yeah, I get what you're saying. That's true. Yeah, I mean, probably not, but, like, here's the thing, is if they go in there with, with an F, you know, a, a jet and carpet bomb it, there's a lot of civilian deaths. Tony yeah. went in there, and his guns, he was like, oh, civilian, 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 dodge all them, everyone else, fucking dead. Dude, like, that's clean. early influence on the whistling birds, by the way. Shout out to oh. John Favreau. Oh, uh, oh, the, oh, that's 100%. That's awesome. You can see it. Yeah, you can totally oh, yeah. see it in hindsight. Like, oh, looking yeah. At it. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but no, that was, and then the little, the little itty-bitty, 
like yeah. blowing up the tank, you know, it doesn't blow up at first, but he's, that was another shot that was almost there. Yeah, it's like course, whenever he's yes. walking away from the explosion, you know, he knows, yeah, he knows it's about to explode. That's so, I mean, come on, dude. dude I like, feel like every, every kid at that time, like definitely had like probably contribute at least a hundred times that clip on YouTube, just like oh, watching yeah. him walk away. Oh, cool yeah. guys don't watch explosions. Oh, a hundred percent. Like <laughs> they blow things I, up and walk you know, away. I don't really, I don't, I'm not really like the, the patriotic, you know, like, yeah, fucking America kind of guy, but like, Man, this movie makes me feel American as well. No, nah, I don't you care. Know? I mean, like, walking away from any explosion would be Dude, tough. Like, it doesn't I matter. Mean, like, you don't have to be bombing somebody. You don't have to be patriotic. Like, that's dude, true. my apartment was blowing up. I, Dude, I mean, at least I could go yeah, viral. Imagine you see a TikTok of me you know? yeah, just walking up the street with my apartment blowing up in the background. Just hope someone saw it. You know, hope someone, Dude, no, some bystanders saw down. you walk. I'd go yeah. viral. I'd definitely run like 20 feet down the street, TikTok. set up a camera, run back, and then walk yeah. away towards it. You know, like a. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be fire. Simple. Okay. Yeah. Well, so we got we got him making the Mark Mark One. We got the Mark One surrounded by flames, and then a Mark Three helmet. That's yeah. pretty sick. Uh, we, no, got, good, we got all the a good suits. collection there. Um, we see Mark Two in there somewhere. Um, uh, this one, Mark this one's a pretty just... fruitful. This one's a pretty fruitful category. Mm. Uh, Kyler, what's your favorite line in the movie? Mm. Dude, man, this one was so Tony. so hard. Tony, and, and it's Tony, especially <laughs> because it's so top and like back. It, it's so front and top, or it's heavy at the front and heavy at the back end as well. With like two lines right at the beginning, okay. and, and I'm really caught in between. Man, I mean, just the line delivery of itself. I I can't do it, and I I have the I guess like right to be the first one. I guess so. I don't feel bad, but just the whole delivery. This is like when it really became defined. I guess like Tony Stark, the synergy of Tony Stark Iron Man with Robert Downey Jr. Just I, I'm not the hero type. Clearly, you know, large list of character defects, uh, mistakes, many of them public. Mm-hmm. Uh, truth, truth is a uh, I am Iron Man, you know, just yeah. like in the boom, it just, I, it, you can't, it's hard. I, I really like, I'd be out of a job without peace just because with that line, like you can trace that all the way to the end almost with just like, mm. he was constantly intertwined with that word peace and, and constantly working around that and trying to find his own. It literally took him perishing mm. to, finally find it but mm. I, I i can't not go with that line that's just Good. that's like that's probably one of the first times where tough i didn't necessarily see this movie when it like came out in theaters you know i wasn't necessarily that kid that had been there but like i have to imagine that like in hindsight if i had went to that movie that'd be definitely the first movie theater moment right then that i'd like clap like I, I would, I would, or, or like cheer, or like expect some sort of uproar. You mm-hmm. know, that would be the earliest moment I, I can think of that I would probably like merit or warrant that type of reaction. Oh, fuck if yeah. you, we could actually have someone give a press conference and stand up there and actually say for real that they were Iron Man, who would be the celebrity or person in the world that we would want in the suit? Want? 
that we would want. Yeah, everyone thinks like Elon would be the guy, but you wouldn't want Elon. The one I want. You wouldn't. Yeah, and like the it's, suit would look. It's really Robert weird. Downey Jr. And the guys, suit would look. Robert Downey, Downey Jr. Like Robert Downey Jr. It's, it's, it's just Maybe him. It is. It's actually him. Is There's it no just other. him? No, it's probably a fucking cool. astronaut. So imagine Keanu Reeves with an Iron Man suit. What that man could do. Yeah, that does seem like a good answer. Wow, this really this podcast really does. It's just it always circles back somehow. It somehow gotta, gotta it's got to got to make the way back there. We really yeah. are driving the Keanu Reeves hive. We are really just driving always, always. Scooby Doo behind. It's my heart. It's my soul. I guess if Scoob or Shag was up in there, I I could be okay with Scoob. that. Scoob, I would no, love to yeah, see no Iron Dog, Iron Scoob. Man. Iron Scoob. Ryan Ryan. <laughs> That's pretty good. This is now we need to see the crossover. Secret Wars? Well, that's too OP. I don't know. That's it's <laughs> to bring in Shaggy and Scooby, that's I mean whoever whatever team they're on, it's kind of just nah. over. Um, <laughs> but That's funny now. But uh Joe, what's your favorite line of the movie? You know? I thought I knew mine by heart. Uh, I, 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 that's what I said to you guys. Like, I, I think I know all of my things by heart from this movie. Mm. I was gonna go um, with one line, but then one hit me. Um, the moment I've always kind of known it, but like the line, I, I, it was really like this. It was really nice character development that was seen with Tony. It was whenever um, Pepper comes back after he goes over to that village and kills all the people. And Pepper's like, like, dude, I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, like, die. I'm, like, yeah, you're, I, I can't be a part of it. Um, I, you're, you're gonna die. And then Tony's like, you know, like, no, come on, come on, like, really, I, I just, like, I haven't done anything in my life, and like, now when I start fighting for it, whatever, now you're gonna leave. And she was like, yeah, you just, you're gonna die, and I can't be a part of it. But then Tony says, I shouldn't be alive. Unless it was for a reason. And I'm not crazy, Pepper. I just finally know what I have to do. And I know in my heart that it's right. And then that's what gets Pepper to be like, all right, you know, I'll take, I'm taking oh, this flash drive. I'm going to in. Like, yeah, it was like, I was like, oh man, like what a moment, like what a cute little moment there. And Tony, mm. like, he slowly was getting to that line. Like, that was the thing. Like, he was like, that's what he was saying the whole time that it was like he knows in his heart that it's right and that's what he has to do but like before he was like um you know you've always wanted me to to take action on my weapons or like whatever and i'm finally doing it but then like and then he's like finally vulnerable enough to be like i know i just i know in my heart that it's right and uh i'm not doing this for anybody else i'm Mm -hmm. doing it for me like uh yeah um, yeah he, he just he had to do it you know, he went a just, little crazy mode. He was like, "All there is is the next mission. That's all I know." He went kind of, kind of a little crazy there for a little bit. No, nah, um, but I love the way that the, the the only way that he can really get Pepper to buy into what he's saying is by speaking with more conviction than he's ever spoken with to her, probably ever. And that, that was all it took. Just him, him speaking oh, very, very passionately and 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 urgently about yes. something. And he breaks on the word heart as well because she gifted him the proof that Tony Stark has a heart. And he goes like, I know in my heart. Where that comes back around. Like, yeah, he know. like, oh, dude, yeah. Oh, no. No. Which one is that? In Endgame? That, yeah, but no, like, which? what are I think he, is I'm, that? I'm assuming they're implying he puts it back. 
after he yeah. swaps it for a new one. He swaps it again. He keeps he keeps evolving, so I'm assuming that first one eventually goes oh, back okay. in the case. And... Okay, okay. Fair enough. No, but that uh that actually I'll I'll give you my line first. Um Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave with a box of scraps. I mean come I fucking, on. I fucking love Jeff Bridges' delivery of it, man. And I know it's a, it was a corny pick, but Kyler took my only other option, so I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and go it's with it. Too you good. know, I, I almost went with the Jeff Bridges line too, because like just the delivery in the moment and the final battle scene when he's like trying to rid the world of weapons, Tony. <laughs> And you gave it its best one. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's like, that's the, that's just so good versus bad. Like, just the easiest. Like, that's just, it was an alley-oop, basically. It was easy to hit home. But Jeff Bridges really good. delivered it. Good. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I he's like a talented it. actor, man. Uh, I Obadiah love him in almost everything he's in. Yeah. Uh, Obadiah is nice. For some reason, I think it's Jebediah. Sometimes. It's a more common name. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. I always think it's it's Jebediah. He has an Amish background. It is just it is just Obadiah. Um, he went rogue. But yeah, I don't know. I thought the like the tem- like the temporary para- paralyzing or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that, like, that was cool. Whatever he did it, I kind of forgot about. Yeah, that that was it's really not cool. cool, Colton. It hurts. It's only for I mean, fifteen it's not minutes. Literally cool. I mean, yeah, it's got to suck for that. Those 15 dude, minutes, though. that that's incredibly unethical me. technology. I'm. It's one of the only things in this movie that there's no the fucking US way. The U.S. government turned that down. Shame the U.S. government had no interest in this. They absolutely yeah, fucking, fucking right. <laughs> they stole that shit and made it for themselves. Is there yeah. something? They uh, said we could do it better. Yeah. yeah. No. No, they're all on that. Gnarly shit. tech. They're Gnarly. on that. I thought it was like I literally thought it was like a shot of some sort. I completely forgot it was just like mm. it makes a fucking sound. Yeah, because he has his earbuds in to block it out. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. It's. That's no, scary. It's, yeah, it's a freaky, freaky piece of technology. But uh, I was going to go to my scene after what you were saying because it, it re- it's a scene with Pepper and mm. Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite scene in the movie is whenever he, he hits up Pepper. He's like, hey, hey, how big are your hands? And she's like, how big are my He's like, yeah, how big are your And she's like, well, he's like, come here. Uh, and then she comes down there. Just everything that plays out after that. Mm-hmm. Her reaching into his chest and stuff and shocking him and yeah, him being like, I'm going, in, I'm going into cardiac arrest. That's all that's happening. We're going to have mm-hmm. to go ahead and put that in. You know, like just that whole thing was a perfect little, mm. I think, a microcosm of what their entire relationship becomes. Mm-hmm. And it kind of it, it's kind of the heart of these Iron Man movies and the heart of his journey, I think, is, you know, finding I'm a way sure. to express to her that she's all he has. You yeah, know, while and, uh, constantly operating at a place of functional dysfunction. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, I, I like to think that he he knew, like, he thought this through, like, before. You know, like, he knew that she would pull it out. And, like, he was just being cute. Like, this is his way of being cute with Pepper. <laughs> like, freaking he her out a chance. little bit, but knowing it's going to be okay. You know, like, like, sort of thing. Give me a little like, heart attack. But yeah, it's like, no like, oh, I'll make her worry about me at the same time, too. Yeah, smart. Right. I'm He's sure like, that you know, cardiac like, riz really goes a long exactly. way. Exactly. No, yeah. The, oh, the, the not pus. Cardiac like, riz. She's like, she's like, ooh, pus. She's like, he's like, no, it's actually just blah, blah, blah fluid from the superconducting magnet that I have in my chest. You, know? you want to like, make He's out? trying to riz her up, dude. <laughs> you want to make all, out? <laughs> yeah, this is literally all just, just. Actually, that's not pus. You want to kiss? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, it was pretty good. 
I don't know, because then at the end, I mean, at the end there, he's like, you're all I have. I don't know, he got, like, really serious, like, at the mm-hmm. end, like, like really real. Um, but no, that, that was pretty, you know, Pepper just being like, never, never, ever make me do anything like that again. And it's certainly uh, not the last time she ever had to do well, something. Well, like Pepper, you'll fight yeah. in the hey, literal battle here in a couple years, the universe. No, no, but here in a couple years, you're literally going to injected with like fucking fire fluid i don't that's even know that's true what the fuck she does you become your own little in... superhero actually yep and then and you're gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna nuclear we're gonna react. say psych on that and then we're gonna come back to it again eventually mm. later i respect Gwyneth paltrow immensely for her absolute mm. refusal Goop. to do anything more than she had to for these movies man <laughs> Goop. Hey, she, she almost like, had a line though, you know, in this actually. Like, the, I love that she has like no recollection line. of actually making any of the Marvel movies. Really, it seems like mm-hmm. doesn't she? Is it true though? I I I feel like I've seen she might have a, a memory issue or something like that. I, I, I don't know. I'm not that. sure. I don't I'm know if that's true. Anything. I don't want to be insensitive. Is the only reason why I say mm-hmm. that. So, I see. but but huh. there's literally like clips of her talking about like I wasn't in that movie. It, it's a. <laughs> It, she's cool. talking about, I think, Homecoming. She's like, I'm not in that movie. And and John Favreau's like, yes, yes, you were. You're like, it's at the end, you know, remember? Is we're going to introduce Spider. Oh, yeah. that's okay. that a form of amnesia. That's interesting. Oh. Okay, so she does? Okay, so... Yeah. so. Well, according to the Fact City, I can't find it anywhere else. Sounds reliable. Fact yeah, female City. female first. Gwyneth Paltrow suffers memory loss since becoming a mother. Interesting. I'm not sure. Dang. Can't really back it up with any substantial source, I don't think. But, uh, yeah, no, that's... I remember that happening to her, being like, no, I'm not in that movie. Uh, <laughs> she's in one scene, you know? Yeah, uh, so, I mean, a little bit well, of, There's like, also the fact that, there. like, the way Marvel pr- shoots movies... The, yeah, it's also very confusing, I'm sure, in that regard. When they release versus when they record. Or, like, hey, we have you here today, why don't we this real quick yeah something so shoot over to this lot and we'll get you in real quick you know uh we get another movie coming out in like seven years <laughs> instead we're gonna just get you out of the way though <laughs> that's a good scene though no nah, uh, but uh that's my favorite scene kyler what about you yeah. what's your favorite scene in the movie yeah i i really like the I'm really a sucker for that first suit up in the cave, man, I guess, because I know somebody else already hit this one, but the the darkness, I have this, like, just the darkness and, you know, everything they did in that moment, and you really don't know what is about to happen either. Like, it's hard to tell what the functions of the suit really are and how it's going to operate, you know? So it's pretty, I really like that scene, but otherwise the, the, the red and gold suit up the first time you see that entire suit is ridiculous. It's, it's hard not to be a sucker for either of those two scenes because mm. I mean, just my goodness, that red and gold, it's just. Give it a little hot mm. rod red. Yes. Yeah. That will make it more subtle. Know. Yeah. But Hey, it's gold. Like, because it's actually like gold, uh, like gold, some gold alloy with like titanium or something like that. Like so, like that's how he solved the the cold problem, the ice problem. Is mm. used an alloy that wouldn't freeze up there, and that's why it's gold. And like it just because the things that you know, like just has to be like that's shit in space is gold because like that shit just doesn't freeze. Like yeah. I don't, like it's why like over the visors, 
like in astronauts helmets like there's a there's a gold foil because it like reflects the like the radiation away like if they didn't have that like they'd be cooked like i like the the amount of the fat it's like a the fastest sunburn of your life if you don't have that gold visor so it's it's just practical he has i mean there's a lot of practical upgrades from mark one to two that's significant there Hmm. Um, that's that's pretty significant brody would have gone out there if he suited up and fucking died um if he if he'd have just been like yeah i'm gonna throw this bitch on and take it for a spin He's done, you know. Like that's uh, no, he's not making it out of the garage. Up there. He's not making it out of the garage. Uh-huh. You saw yeah. what Tony looked like at ten percent thrust capacity. He that's why. Like that's my scene, actually. Mark two. Um, and, and like you see the the slow build up to it is like he just has his boots on and like his hand stabilizers, and it is just that one percent. Like he's struggling. He lands on his car. Like, I guess that's after, like, the first flight that he lands on his car because he just comes through the roof. But, like, almost landing on his cars, you know, whatever. Oh, he gets thrown up into the wall first, you know, because yeah. it's, like, let's wasn't start nice that and 1% easy. power, though? No, or was that 10%. Like, it was 10%. that, so said, that was Let's start 10%. nice and easy. Let's say 10% capacity. <laughs> so 10% is what flung <laughs> him up. 1% is what kept him hovering. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. That's kind of nuts to actually think about. Um. But then, like, whenever he suits up and flies, and he's like, "All right, Jarvis, no, let, yeah. let's let's go. I'm ready." Jarvis, is like, dude, there's still terabytes of that. calculations. And he's like, "Sometimes you gotta fly before you can walk, Jarvis. Let's roll." And like, he, you know, he just he just flies out, and like, uh, I don't know. I thought it's just just a really there, like the you you see like the camera in the helmet, like here with all the HUD and stuff like that. And some people say that's just like. Robert Downey Jr.'s ego being too big, where like he he needs to see his face like in a suit that's all masked up. But like I think like any actor, they still do that. Like that's oh yeah, like Like, they had the means to do it. And I think it adds like a really yeah like a cool. Frankly, if that is a Robert Downey Jr. ego thing, it's well earned. Like you ought to. It's he's the actor. I want to see his face. I don't want. I think if there's anything the Mandalorian has shown me, exactly that's what I was getting. Motionless helmet the entire time. Like whenever he's like screaming like whoop. Or, like, you know, like, doing all that, like, and you see him doing it. Like, you're kind of like, oh, damn, like, how cool would that be? Like, like I don't know, that's all I'm thinking, like, during the scene when he's flying around is like, oh, my God. Like, just to be able to just fly around the city like this or just go anywhere. And well, there's Iron no Man's way suit, for you as uh, a viewer to feel like maybe understand what it would feel like to be inside the suit unless you see what the guy inside mm-hmm. the suit, would, you know, exactly. is feeling like not to mention that practically i think personally there are only a few examples of it that actually work beyond uh peter quill black panther a little bit the nanotech helmets i'd prefer this to nanotech helmets i like when you take your helmet off i like when it removes from your head or it slides back or something i think that's cool i like the practicality of it I can't stand that in, like, Thor Love and Thunder. He can, like, push a fucking button, and it just yeah. dissipates. That's stupid. That That's an it, like that's dumb. Let's go ahead and get something practical in there. And that's why I like the idea of them mm. doing this instead of being, like... And with Iron Man, it does make sense later on to just push a button because his technology evolves that way mm. to the point where he'd be able to do that. Um, <laughs> but there are... The uses of it later on, I do not love. So that's all in all. I'd prefer this to that. I'd, I'd like to see someone in their helmet like this, as opposed mm-hmm. to anything else. Um, 
<laughs> I I I love this movie though. I thought that it it aged it aged better than I thought it did. Um, he does go on some war war rampages. That's for sure. Hey man, he's taking um, out a terrorist organization that are taking innocent people hostage. Hey, that's stuff. what I was gonna say. They work where they work around it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Whenever he like They're... punches through the wall and he's like. He's all yours. He dumps, See, like, the top and they dog. also towed the line where they didn't make him like white saviory, which was dope. You know, they were like, "I'll let you handle this shit." You know, like mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm gonna come no through. Idea who's in there? Yeah, because it's also like, a personal vendetta for him. You know, it's not like it's not yeah. just oh, I'm, I've got to save oh, these people. There's a war in the Middle East. I got to go do something about no. it. It's yeah, like, he's oh, like, I got to stop these motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, my weapons are literally fueling this war. I'm gonna go destroy my weapons and yeah, and he, you know, yeah, I mean, kind of, yeah. They had guns pointed at civilians, so like, they had, their game, they there, had it coming, the, you know. The, like, there was a moment earlier in the movie that I did want to give a little credit to because I, I don't think it merited being my favorite scene or anything, but it was a very touching moment, especially like Jensen doesn't. I mean, obviously make it very deep into the movie, but it's very obvious mm-hmm. kind of the impact he made on Tony and the importance to uh, Tony. Um, he Tony wakes up and, and he's kind of panicked or whatever, and, and he oh. tells Tony, relax, I have steady hands, and that's why you're alive. <laughs> and I, I just love in like that moment and then with everything that ensues afterwards – they don't even introduce each other until like they're literally suiting up right before yeah. Jensen dies. And I love that. That makes so much sense for those two, because what you see of them is they are both. So just like jump into action and like focused on the task at hand and entrenched and engulfed mm-hmm. in whatever they are doing that like, they didn't even stop to think about that, but they were still building a relationship that whole time. Even if they didn't like formally introduce like, Hey, I'm, I'm Tony, by the way. Like, they literally, it was moments before Jensen died, he finally learned his name, but they had clearly already bonded and created such a oh, relationship. Yeah. And it's clear that they were both very similar in how they kind of go about their, I guess, business or whatever. And it was so interesting to see that kind of dynamic, I guess, because that's the only way that that character really does have the impact he has in such a little screen time. Oh, yeah, hugely formative on Tony's character as well. Like, the whole, like, uh, do you have a family that you're going back to? He's like, yeah, I'll see them when it's over. What about you? And he's like, no, you know, like what he the ends up having is that family. Yeah. yeah he, like he ends like, up having that family and he ends yeah. up chasing exactly what Hoeyinson had, you know, and kind of, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't waste it. That was his last, his last words. Mm-hmm. Like, don't waste your life. And Tony, like from that moment on, he went outside and torched and killed 30 people right then it like you know like that was like a, a freaking yeah what's iron man's cry. body count in this movie Jensen's, this man was on a fucking yeah, murder rampage, it was a pep bro. talk for uh you know just to to continue on on a murder rampage um no yinsen almost got the character i'm not gonna Close. lie um but i think it's kind of like performance and it's, it's kind of just undeniable for this movie it's like tony man you, you want in a origin superhero movie you want the performance and character to be the titular character like mm-hmm. that is on a, like that's an ideal thing um i think in a movie where i don't think it quite goes that way i think that is still good i could say maybe the dark knight like maybe there's vi- like the villains carry more weight but a movie where 
Like I'm I'm trying to think of like a movie where it wasn't the titular character and it was bad. Like in it like in it hurt the movie because of it. And we were like holding on to um someone else instead of the titular character. But I mean, Batman eighty nine is a good example of that. You think about mm. Joker more than you think okay. about Batman, I think, when you think about that yeah. movie. Um Daredevil. There's mm. a little bit of love to go around in that movie. Okay. There's not necessarily a standout. Um But this one no. I think this one's kind of undeniable. This one Yeah, is, he's my uh he's definitely my performance and character, man. Yeah. The the journey he goes on over the course of this movie is one of the best single movie arcs in the entire MCU, you know, mm-hmm. like to have the wherewithal even fucking 40 minutes into this movie to be like, yeah, actually I've already developed since the beginning of this movie. Now I've just got to back it up with actions instead of words basically. Mm-hmm. You know, he went up there and was like, yeah, we're done. We're done doing weapons. That's it, mm-hmm. you know. Like that's a huge leap in character development for a character you don't even really know that well yet. Um, yep. Because it's exactly what you want. Like it, it, the weapons, especially one who's things. portrayed no, no, no. to be a little bit more like, I mean, arrogant, money hungry, I mean, money grubbing, and like they're pro- yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially like, no, for sure. Like it's a. So it's it's a, it's an immediate like and this affects him the way you would think it would you know him being like he watches a stark missile land at his feet at the beginning you know and then he true. watches they ask him to build the Jericho and he sees that they have his weapons and stuff so he's like yeah no I'm I'm fucking done that's it you know And like, then it's uh, his one night reporter stand that gives him the information that his weapons are still being used and then that's what makes him go on a war rampage. Yeah, that mm-hmm. yeah, no that yeah, it all all stems back to to that. Yeah, poor Pepper. You know, and, and then Tony like tries to he's like at the end of the movie, he's like, You remember that night though that we had together that was so special? Like you remember that moment? Like that you, you don't ever think about that night? And then Pepper's like, Oh, the night in which you literally didn't come back to me and just left me on that roof all alone and he's like, Oh shit, okay. Yeah, he's like, ah. like, yeah, we remember enough, that night differently. Yeah, fair, fair enough, Pepper. But I, I'd say the excuse is somewhat valid. Um, oh, I'd say so. Uh, yeah, quite the it's big distraction va- to come his way. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's valid. You know, you go down to get a drink, and then someone's like, "Ooh, there's a terrorist organization using <laughs> your weapons to take over a whole city." You kind of forget what you were doing before. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Damn. He did tip that bartender a hundred dollars though. That would make sick. my night. That'd it's little details night. like that that are just kind of cool in a movie. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but like um, his like room. Whenever uh, that reporter wakes up, and then like the windows slowly fade, and like and, and like Jarvis is like the weather is blah 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 today, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, all that just just super cool. I mean, dummy. Love the <laughs> love the dummy arc. <laughs> Uh, him being yeah. the thing that ends up saving him at the end. You know, he does the one thing oh, right, dude. and it's yes. grabbing the heart. Yes, good boy. The biggest boy. unsung oh, hero in all of Marvel. Without Dummy, Tony dies there, and we don't get half the universe saved. They Everyone dies, actually. Thanos succeeds in killing mm-hmm. everyone um, if Tony isn't alive. Dummy, Dummy is responsible. Dummy saved the universe. Just point it at me and only shoot if I am actually on fire or like or, or no, and then later it's like don't even like, aim at me. It feels actually, like I'm gonna spontaneously combust. Yeah, you're making me feel bad, dude. <laughs> and 
I know. I saw. I caught in the. Uh, he built that whenever he was like young. Whenever he was in MIT, but he was like twelve or like fourteen mm-hmm. or whatever in MIT. So like maybe that's why it's like not as good as his other tech or whatever. But he he's. he's but he is sentimental. He is sentimental. You know, like I don't know. Like you are useless. Like the way he like just berates him and talks shit to him the whole movie. <laughs> it's so funny, man. Uh, you are useless. Uh, you see all this stuff on this table, this phone, you know, all the, what, what is this, dude? What do I even have picture, you for? Yeah. picture of me and my father, throw it in the yeah. garbage. <laughs> throw it in the garbage. We don't need any of it. Uh, just, uh, I mean, uh, especially coming off of Oppenheimer, it's funny to hear how much Howard Stark was important to building the Manhattan, like building the atomic mm-hmm. bomb. They're like, without the, my father worked on the Manhattan Project. And uh, Jeff Bridges yeah. being like, without your father working on the atom bomb, imagine what would have happened if he was as selfish as you. And it's yeah. like, well, he's the Oppenheimer. Man. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, he says two back to back lines that are like, oh, wait, what? Like, oh, wait, you're wrong there. Like, it's like, yeah, you, he, your daddy gave us the the greatest weapon there ever is. Like, imagine the world without it. Without it. And he says, like, something else that's like, uh, wh- well, like, uh, you're kind of, like, I don't know. It's, you're close, oh, buddy. What is it? Oh my god. It's when does he say that? Like are they fighting on the street? Yeah, they're fighting at the like, time. Yeah, yeah, okay. Man, oh that's gonna piss him me off. Throwing him into the bus and then blowing it up and then watching oh him like fly God, the Dude, there's yeah. some funny action in this movie. The car, whenever he picks it up and sets it down <laughs> and the lady panics and presses the gas and runs him over. Come on, lady. Come on. I guess, yeah, you're scared. The guy's no, driving I mean, the like, motorcycle. The guy's driving the motorcycle and Obadiah mm. Stane literally just snatches it out from under him. That guy's yeah, dead. He, that dude's dead. <laughs> that dude, like, yeah, he's dead. He was going probably I'm, like 40 miles an hour and then just his bike was gone, but he was still going 40 miles an hour in the opposite direction of where his bike ended up. On some nope shit. <laughs> yeah. Much. Pretty oh, much. I can't so believe I that. just watched that movie. Is it on the roof after he has his helmet off? I could not tell you. I can't tell you specifically. I feel like he has like the helmet off whenever he says it to him, though. For some reason. I don't know. I'm trying to find out. I don't think I'm going to. I built this company from nothing, he says. Maybe that was. No. That wasn't it. I don't know. Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave. Yeah. With a box of scraps. If you can't uh, build uh, it, just go steal it. I thought that was hilarious. He's like, the engineer's like, it's impossible. We literally can't do this. He's like, all right, make me a little also, tool that can fucking go take guy, it out of his chest. Fairly certain that the guy who's like, I'm sorry, I'm not Tony Stark, is the kid mm-hmm. who play is the guy who played Ralphie in a Christmas story. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking incredible. Um, yeah, and he comes back in a uh, uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Peter Billingsley. I wow. uh I don't think I I know I've I've probably known that in the past, but I was just kind of like st- staunchly reminded of it. Like I was like, that's fucking Ralphie. Um, but uh, no nah, man, I uh I love this movie. It's a it's a good one, and it's sitting in a good place with me. Uh, are we? Do we think we're ready for a rating? Unless Kyler has a character or performance that's not RDJ. Um, yeah, no, it's yeah, RDJ. It's, okay, it's, I, it's RDJ. N- enough said. Yeah. Enough yeah. said. Yeah. It's just him. He's that guy. Yeah, he is. But uh, then, yeah, we as is ready. as is the usual. 
me and Joe have gone on, this is our 30, what, third, 32nd, 34th, 34. 34th movie, the first one back after the Scorsese spotlight, by the way. Um, this is, uh, so since we've done, this will be our 34th rating. We know exactly what all our other ratings are, how we're comparing against everything. So we're going to go ahead and go ahead and give Kyler a chance to rate it alongside us. And we only do, we do enjoyment, we do genre, we do adaptation, and we do critical. And whichever ones you, you would like to sit out, you can sit out. We'll, we'll adjust it accordingly. But, uh, enjoyment wise, on a scale of one to 10, Kyler, where are you sitting with this movie fresh off the end here? Going with a nine. That's strong. A nine enjoyment. I I I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, that's a good. I'm I'm debating. I don't know exactly where I sit. It'll be. It'll have to be kind of based off of other things. I think. But uh, Joe, on a scale of one to ten, where did your gut take you prior to? You know, maybe looking at other numbers. Where where did your gut find you? I did kind of go to nine, um, because nine two five, Batman Begins, and V for Vendetta. Mm. Maybe, maybe, right? But maybe feeling a little too high. Nine, Batman Mask of Phantasm, and Batman Forever. Um, and then you go down one more eight seven five would be X two. Um, All right, it's right around there. Then it is. Um, I, yeah, I think. I mean, Spider-Man I'll, I'll give it 2, a nine. I'll throw it right down the middle there. I think I like nine. Nine is where my gut took me. I think I do put it above X two. I'll um, give it to you. Those I'll give movies. it to you. Because I'm looking at it on my rate on my ranking here, my personal little mm-hmm. comic book movie journey ranking, and it found itself mm-hmm. as it's found itself at eight, which is below Batman Begins, X Two, V for Vendetta, and Spider Man Two, but above Batman Forever and X Men. Um, I see. I have it at five. Uh, I put it above Batman Begins and V for Vendetta. Um, there's uh I feel like a lot more nostalgia with this one. And as X2, well. then I assume. Um yeah, yeah. Yeah. X2's at eight for me. There. And then gotcha. X Men at nine. Okay, yeah, so I my have, five is this. your eight and my eight is your five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually Beautiful. weird. But yeah, I, I love me some Iron Man. Uh been been on team Iron Man for I don't know, I, w- I was always just on like Iron Man side. Even if he has the weaker side in Civil War. Um and I know that's a whole complicated mess that's going on no, there. It is. But, it's, um, it's it's incredibly theoretical and in practice we don't think we'll ever see that. But yeah. uh But I just regardless. remember always being on, on the Iron Man side of everything. Like I just I love the character. I love Robert Downey Jr. I think I mean I love watching this movie. I, I, I will watch this this will be a MCU movie that I revisit throughout my life, like that's for sure. I I think I could actually count the amount of times I've seen this on one hand. Wow, I can. I think I could. I would guess this was probably my fifth movie, fifth viewing of it, maybe fourth. Um, okay. Probably fifth though. Um, so it's not one that I come back to a lot, and it probably won't be one I come back to a lot 
in the future. But I do, I do appreciate the sort of trajectory it sent us on, you know, thereafter. I like, mm-hmm. this is one of those ones that I like for the effect it had more than I like the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna give, I'll give it nine for that reason. But, uh, Kyler, as an action adventure movie here, how are you feeling about this one on a scale of ten? A scale of one oh, genre. Oh, it's not like a it's not like a superhero slash comic book movie. It's, it's you like know, superheroes kind of implied with this one. You know, it's like okay. they're all superhero movies, but uh, yeah, superhero. I was gonna put it at an. Adventure. I was gonna put it at an eight. As far as like for the genre, I think that's where it probably fits in. It's a extremely well done like origin movie. Which origin movies increasingly, especially nowadays, get bungled more times than they get done True. correctly. Overwhelmingly, it seems to be the trend, um, and even just over time. So I, I think that's probably like an eight. I think that's where it fits for me, as like far that. as that I, goes. I think there's a lot of room. I think there's plenty of movies that are between eight point two five and ten that are above it. You know, I think that's about. Hmm. I dig that. I dig that. Um, I'm not too far off from that. That's kind of where my gut took me. Um, I think it's a solid, solidly well-made action adventure movie, but it's nothing that, I mean, I don't think it's anything we haven't seen before necessarily. You know, I just think it kind of brought a life to the, like when you look at Hulk five years earlier, they're structured quite similar. I would say, um, Mm. They're they're very similar movies in essence. I think this one's better, so it elevates on it uh, a bit in that category. But I think an eight is fair. I think it's about where I come down. That's Blade, Batman eighty nine, X two, are our eights. Yeah, I think it fits in there. Put it above Batman and Robin and X Men, but below Batman Returns, Spider Man three, V for Vendetta, Batman Begins. Yeah, I Um, think that's uh, I think it's a good place to have it. I think eight is good. Yeah, yeah, okay. And Kyler, if you'd are. like, I don't know how much Iron Man you've read. Can you can you give it an an, adapt, an adaptation rating, or you think you're going to have to skip that one? Nah, that, I'd be reaching. That's out of my realm a little bit. I get you. No big deal there. Um, I've read I've read a little Iron Man. Not not a ton of Iron mm-hmm. Man. It's kind of in the same vein as some of the like Ghost Rider, where I'm more familiar with the character mm-hmm. than I've read the character. Um. And they do a pretty stand-up job here. It's nothing... Uh, there. There's a deeper element they could have gone into. Um, Tony Stark in the comics does struggle with alcoholism, and they didn't deal with that at all. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's, a little bit, there's a little bit more um, beyond just this. And uh, I, do, I do think all in all, they got the spirit of the character pretty down pat, though. I don't think you can deny that. Um, and I think they got the spirit of the team around them. It's mm. it's pretty damn good. It's pretty solid. Um, I'd say, I don't know. I guess I, I've read, like, uh, the early, early issues of Iron Man. Just, I think, like, maybe, like, two issues. and that Like, the first two, that was probably it. But I wonder if, like, after this movie... If they start writing him more like RDJ, or like if he's written like RDJ now, well, um, today, uh, I mean, he's drawn like RDJ, that's for sure. But uh, there's uh, something that a lot of MCU movies kind of adapted from is the Ultimate Universe. So this carries a lot of mm. a lot of stuff in common with Ultimate Iron Man, the Ultimate comics for him. 
Um, and in that regard, it does a very good job. It does, it, it does a pretty good mm. job in that, in that section of comics. But, uh, I think we've had better adaptations. I think we've had worse adaptations. So it does, it does pretty mm-hmm. good where to, I think about an eight doesn't sound bad to me. Spider-Man three above Batman begins below Batman forever. Spider-Man two, Spider-Man. And then, well, those are tens, but be around yeah. the Spider-Man three vein. Feel good about that. So I like that. Okay. All right. All right. Now critical's all that's left here. Critical's all that's Pretty left. Good. And Kyler on a scale of one to 10, just how good or bad do you think this movie is all around? All things considered. Try your best to capture everything you can in one little number. Mm-hmm. It's a near impossible task, but we try it. It's like all encompassing as a movie. Action, direction, acting, score, everything you can think of that makes a movie better or worse. Try to remove enjoyment from it although that you know it's important if you enjoy a movie i think it makes it a little better but i would say like seven seven five probably not quite an eight but as close as you can get all right that's about where i am Hmm. um and that that gives your rating an 83 percent that's the kyler rating an 83 um which is strong it's a strong rating for the seventh on our list, um, on our rankings we'll be, so we'll be, far, that'd be about where I that's about where I have it landing. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, critically, how you feeling about it, Joe? How you feeling Ooh. about it? I mean, seven seven five, maybe. It sounds pretty on the money for me. Yeah, it's above Batman eighty nine, but below X Men and Spider Man two. Is it below X-Men and Spider-Man 2? I think so. I think, yeah. I don't think like the, either of those. The, the writing's good. The, like the, the love between Pepper and Tony. I thought, I thought it was handled all right, but I think it could have been a little bit deeper at points and like a more, more meaningful throughout the movie, I think. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I think, I think they wrote uh, Obadiah's story pretty well. I think that's um, what kind of separates it from just... X-Men and Spider-Man 2, though, is that Obadiah Stane is just not as compelling a villain as Magneto or Doc Ock. You know? That's true. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Pretty standard run-of-the-mill stuff with Obadiah Stane, even though Jeff Bridges, I think he elevates the material quite a bit. Um, the acting's incredible. The score is very, very, very good. Um, but uh, I think a 775 is fair. I think I think Kyler was cooking over there. Um. Yeah, you pretty on the on the money. That would be an eight one nine for us, which is it is seventh, a seventh yeah. place for us as well. One, only one percent um, lower than Kyler's got there. Wow. Yeah, wow. just just above Batman Forever and X two. Um, that feels. I feel good about that. That's fine with me. Yeah, but below V for Vendetta, Batman Begins, Spider Man Two, Mask of Phantasm, Spider Man, and Superman. We were incredibly loving of Batman Forever. Love Batman Forever. Um, it was a fun movie. It's a fun fucking movie. Fun, yeah. Um, that's that's but, about uh, it. Yeah, all right. But, yeah. 82%. It got a 7.9 on IMDb, so we're a little nicer than that. Mm-hmm. 
Rotten Tomatoes, I'm not sure about, but uh, I have it pulled up. Joe here. will be here in a second. Um, ninety four percent critically, and ninety one audience. God damn. Um, so yeah, pe- people, oh. the people love Iron Man. People it's, were in. The people were in. It got. I mean, there's a reason this sparked the universe. You know. Yeah. We have the benefit of hindsight. True. Sort of. You know. I mean. I um, see RDJ, I think Iron Man. Like, that dude just kind of is Iron Man forever. Oh, you don't see Louis Weather. Strauss? No. You don't? You don't see Louis no. Strauss? No. No, I do see RDJ. You know he never even apologized? He doesn't even feel bad about Japan. You know, that, uh, yeah, Hiroshima, Hiroshima. I, I love I love his deliveries in Oppenheimer. He's too fucking good in it. Um, oh, my God. That's, okay. I was like... I didn't. It didn't click for. I'm like, wait, who, who is this? I'm like, is this a, is this a previous live action old Iron Man movie? And what I'm did like, he say to Albert Einstein? No, uh, I see. I see. No, I this love... is this is where Tony goes if he doesn't die. Yeah, uh, this right. is where he goes past. He like becomes the. Yeah, he's like, ah, I'll go into politics. I can't fly the suit anymore. I'm too old. He runs the AEC you know? and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. Time really. traveled. He just time traveled back. Yeah, I guess he. He figured it out so we could. My friends, Bobby and Al and all the yeah. all the good old boys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But uh, nah, man, that's a that's a good place to leave this one. Uh, and Kyler, you are more than welcome back for the future Iron Man movies and more. Mm-hmm. In fact, anything, anything really. You 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 stake your claim. You got it. You're kind of you kind of cool along here. I, you know. I like this flexibility. Yes, yeah, so you, you you're in whenever you want, pretty much. Um, but, I would uh, try. I would try to be hopping on here and there when I when I can. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. And we're 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 recording quite a bit in advance for this one and for the future comic book movies. So we got. If there's anything Iron Man two is not far out. Mm-hmm. We'll probably be able to work something out with you too. But uh, yeah, with that, if you would head to Patreon.com/slash/PennyBloomPod where you'll find over fifty hours of exclusive content. For $3 a month, you can support this podcast financially, which is huge because it costs me money and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. Um, that's a huge help. Uh, head to Twitter, follow at PennyBloomPod, follow on Instagram at PennyBloomPodcast. Remember to leave a five-star rate and review wherever you might be listening and to continue downloading. As you all know, we've just concluded our Scorsese director spotlight, and now we are only a couple weeks out from the David Fincher director spot mm-hmm. we're doing some stuff in anticipation of the killer on netflix starring michael fassbender here soon we're going to be covering uh uh fight club and then the social network is that next wednesday are we picking that up straight off the that would be fight club is next wednesday next um, wednesday yeah yeah and we're getting straight into it straight into it off of scorsese going straight to fincher and I'm very, very excited about that. But we will also be continuing our comic book movie journey through film next Friday as Michael Muehlberger will be back and joining us for The Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, another MCU flick. You know, we, we made sure to take that pause before the MCU came because now a good 50% of the comic book movies we discussed will be a part of that universe. Um, True. I'm very excited for that. Uh, we are also continuing our winter is blooming game of thrones rewatch we are not in season six yet i don't believe but we are nearing the end of season five we are um season this will be the finale of season five season five finale this monday Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I'm very, very excited about that. Some big things, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, happen there. No spoilers, unless you're over there. If you join that, po- if you go and listen to that podcast, though, do not listen to that if you have not watched Game of Thrones, unless you just do not give a fuck. <laughs> That's true. Shit out that of that. would suck um, um, to listen to that episode. Um, or any dude, I think I'm going to start watching it. Is that can it, can I just like decide right now and say that is that like possible or am I just going to be crushed when I do that? Dude, no, I mean, you should do it. Like, there, I'm saying like is it is it unrealistic to say right now like hey, I'll go pick it up maybe tonight and like watch an episode or something. If you pick up Thrones tonight, you might watch two or three tonight. Okay. That's where my money's at. It, and it just keeps at. building too. Um, I mean, I know here's the thing. I have been so like uninterested in the past. And when all of this happened, I don't know anything. Hey, all I'm saying is if you do go and watch it, do not listen to our pod until you finish the show. Until you have watched the show in its entirety, you do not check out our podcast. Uh, Winter Blooming is for the seasoned Thrones fan. For someone Mm. who has watched the show once, maybe twice or three times. Uh, no, you've only need to have seen it once in order for, in order to talk about it with, or listen to us talk about it. But, uh, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm enjoying the shit out of doing that. It's a nice little respite from movies every once in a while, turning on a little hour long Thrones episode and hopping on and talking about it with Joe. And that's been a ton of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, we just surpassed a year or we're about to this Monday, I think will be like the one year of doing winter is blooming. Um, it's nuts. 52 episodes yeah 50 we've taken two weeks off that's true that is true maybe a third we haven't decided on that yet um damn yeah that's crazy been that long but keep trucking yeah man it's been it's been a ton of fun but uh yeah remember to support sag after and wga and their struggle against the studios seems fucking ridiculous that these motherfuckers these obadiah stain ass motherfuckers can't come through and pay their actors uh you know, just just support the people that work for you, and uh, they're the ones making you money. So why not reimburse them with the money they deserve? It only makes sense. It only makes sense. It makes um, too much sense, honestly. I think that's the problem. It's just logical, you know. It's not. It, it it defies logic to not pay people for the work they do. You know. So seems simple enough. But uh, with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And on the screen below me that I can see and you cannot, thank you very much, KBZ Kyler Barnett. Anytime. Absolutely. 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 Uh, Yeah, remember, peace, love, and bloom. And Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave with a box of scraps.